This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Steve Martoretto. I hope you're joining us for each installment as we speak to experts in the field of behavioral health. The idea is to foster diverse and meaningful conversations on substance abuse and mental health issues. Well, you know what a better expert to call upon than one of our uh, uh, great resources and friends at Retreat Behavioral Health. They, of course, are the sponsors of the program. We'll have more about that straight ahead. But uh, what we're going to do is uh, take a look at what we're talking about when we talk about the field of behavioral health, which is, if you're reading even the mainstream media now, you will probably come up against this phrase um, more and more frequently lately as as the uh, community at large and certainly professionals in the field begin to recognize the relationship between the whole person, the whole person's behaviors, what we do on a day-to-day basis, and the impact that can have on our well-being, not only our mental well-being, but also our physical health. It's uh, estimated by the uh, Centers for Disease Control that over a quarter of uh, a quarter of the adults in the United States experience some sort of behavioral health disorder in any given year, and I suspect that number is even larger. So to, to take this deep look at behavioral health and what it means, we uh, call upon an old friend of the program, Jarrell Gallman. Uh, Jarrell has uh, been with us several times in the past in his uh, previous uh, incarnation as a, a clinical uh, uh, a treatment specialist a, uh, uh, at, at Retreat. He is now uh, the executive director of Retreat Behavioral Health's brand new operation serving Southern Connecticut. Jarrell Gallman, Executive Director, Retreat Behavioral Health, uh, Southern Connecticut. Welcome back to the program, and congratulations on your uh, your new position. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me again. Always a pleasure to come on. Uh, I appreciate it, and certainly excited to be part of the Connecticut community. Well, we're going to get uh, to go. we're going to get uh, a little more information about what's. Uh, uh, unique or what's the same about what's going on in Southern uh, Connecticut and health straight ahead. But, but for folks who who don't know you, can you give us a thumbnail of your background in this field, your education and where you grew up and that stuff? Sure, sure. I'm a licensed social worker. I grew up in Philadelphia, PA, uh, my home of homes. And uh, I, I studied at uh, Albright College in Reading, Pennsylvania, uh, since then, I was in the field about a decade, uh, working with adolescents in the institution. I've been with Retreat uh, five years now, uh, working at capacities as our outpatient counselor, IOP, GOP. Uh, maybe we can talk about the levels of care later. Uh, and then I was an inpatient uh, primary therapist uh, and also served as our senior clinical director of our treatment program in inpatient and effort of Pennsylvania as well. So excited to be, be here in Connecticut as the executive director. Well, we, we were uh, we were all up there uh, a week or so ago as you guys launched the new place. We'll talk about that. It's very it's very exciting. It's uh, it looks like it's going to be another world class operation up there. Uh, it's in good hands with you as well. So. Uh, you know, I mentioned that this this phrase, this notion of behavioral health is now more widely used, uh, but I wonder whether people understand what we're talking about. So if you could take a moment and uh, tell us what exactly defines a behavioral health center. Sure. So here at Retreat, we focus on the mind, body, and soul, the well-being of uh, the individual behavioral health and what a behavioral health 
means to us is this the connection between the behaviors and the health and well-being of that mind, body, and spirit, as I spoke about. So we're not just focusing on one issue, the substance use or the mental health. We have to uh, attack, for lack of a better word, this thing uh, to help the individual uh, garner a, a different way of living, a healthier lifestyle to help them move forward. Uh, so we'll look at different behaviors to include eating patterns, sleep patterns, um, these daily routines that we uh, just go about our, our normal day doing, but uh, oftentimes we lose sight of the impact these things have on us as far as our mental health and the mm-hmm. different behaviors we perform. It has taken a, a little bit longer than one would have imagined for the field to catch up to this notion that there's a very, very strong relationship between the way we behave and some of the things yeah. that are chronically bothering us. Now, I know at Retreat, which is which is sort of originally known as a substance abuse treatment, you have always dealt with the with the behavioral side of it insofar as the, those behaviors can cause mental health issues. Um, but, but this idea that now centers like retreat are dealing with the whole person is, is, is relatively new. So for people who are trying to get their head around this, yeah. The, what yeah. is the difference? So the difference between behavioral health and mental health, there really isn't a difference. They're sort of inter, are they interchangeable? Is I guess what I'm saying. So I would say mental health is encompassed in behavioral health, uh, meaning behavioral health looks at how the behavior, the behaviors that we all do, as I spoke about a minute ago, affects the physical and mental health as a person. And what I mean by that, so behavioral health, if I'm isolating, which we would consider as a symptom of mental health, the behavior that I'm doing is I'm no longer physically active with my children or my family. I'm no longer getting to the gym. So the mental health affects my physical behaviors. Uh, Thus, when you come to a behavioral health center such as ours, we are integrating into treatment plans uh, how to get someone moving and active through the use through the course of recreation and different holistics that we have, and ultimately that will assist the individual with focusing on their mental health, um, which is part of our daily function, and allow them to be able to cope with that mental health a little bit better, um, even as far as our eating habits. So we have a, we will have a, a nutrition plan that garners uh, a healthy living. The way we eat and consume different foods uh, certainly promotes healthier mental health. Um, so there is a, a difference with it here at Retreat. That's why we're behavioral health. We're focusing all the different behaviors that ultimately mm-hmm. contribute to things like depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. Well, it's certainly understandable that given the uh, overwhelming nature of, for instance, the opioid uh, crisis in this country, that the emphasis for many years now would have been on f- you know, f- stemming the tide of uh, the abuse of uh, opiates and drugs in general, certainly stopping the, yeah. the deaths that were occurring. Uh, but when I hear you talk, and, and certainly Peter Shore and everybody at retreat about behavioral health, it sounds to me from you know the layman's position that what we're what we're talking about now with a with a you know really well run behavioral health center is that you're beginning to look at causes for problems rather than just the symptoms of those problems. Is, is that 
Is that too simple an idea? No, not at all. And actually, that's the core uh, that kind of uh, provides the framework for our treatment program. We refer to it as underlying uh, causes that we see the symptoms. So we see someone struggling with uh, alcohol, drugs, opiate. What's the underlying stuff? Was there a death in the family recently? Or was there a death from many years ago that we've struggled with coping from? So grief and loss might be something we look at. What's the financial impact? The surrounding environment that someone lives in, is that contributing to someone's, the symptom that we're seeing? We know as the professionals in the field that uh, there is something else going on that we want to, and this goes into uh, the holistic approach we have here at Retreat, that we want to treat the entire body, mind, and spirit through the process. So all of that is done through the course of different assessments uh, when someone may come in uh, to our behavioral health centers, uh, and, and we can talk about that later on mm-hmm. as time provides us. You, you, um, you, you, know, you mentioned the whole person. So it would seem to me, and again, once again, the, the, the substance abuse piece comes up large because it's, it's in everybody's mind all the time anyway. But sure. with regard to treating behavioral health, to make somebody yeah. uh, 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 you know, more functioning, better, better functioning society. There are other problems that are also affected by that. I mean, chronic things, as you mentioned, diet has an impact on, on people with, with diabetes, but uh, you, you, there are other chronic issues besides substance abuse that would benefit from a holistic behavioral health setting. What are some of those other areas? Sure. So obesity is something that certainly affects us. And, you know, and when we think about obesity, obesity, it's chronic in that many lives are being lost just from obesity, right? So our unhealthy eating habits contribute to that. And ultimately, um, when we contract different things, uh, uh, such as diabetes, that can be ultimately fatal. Things like uh, uh, suicide prevention and, and, and those that take their life due to depression. Uh, chronic pain is something that we see um, is big in our society that, um, as you know, as an agency we're looking to focus at, but much bigger than ours, and we're looking to bring awareness to different ways to treat chronic pain. Um, sometimes that even um, affects our ability to function and mm-hmm. do things like go to work. Uh, go to family events, things like go and uh, participate in things that I like to do, like bowling or basketball. So uh, chronic pain is something that also affects us. And, and Diagnosis so, of... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was just going to uh, say in the minute we have here, uh, certainly uh, it's the golden age of anxiety and depression, and those are two areas, obviously, that you would, you would come in contact with, right? With, without a doubt. So these are sometimes crippling where we don't want to go into these different settings that we need to do to live a healthy lifestyle um, that ultimately is crippling. So we want to help people with all of these things while we're here uh, and our therapists are trained and our medical staff are trained to address these uh, different things in different ways. Jarrell Gallman is our guest. He's executive director of Retreat Behavioral Health Southern Connecticut. We're discussing behavioral health, uh, how it um, impacts the way we live and the way we feel. Straight ahead, this is Recovery Radio. Stay with us. 
Welcome back to Recovery Radio. Our guest is uh, Jarrell Gallman. Uh, Jarrell has uh, just moved to southern Connecticut from the uh, Lancaster County area. He's a Philadelphian by uh, by uh, birth. He's now executive director of Retreat's Behavioral Health Facility in southern Connecticut. And we're talking about this whole uh, notion of behavioral health, how it relates to both mental health issues and substance abuse uh, issues and treatment as well. So, um, Joe, let's let's again help people understand what happens when they're looking looking for uh, a place to get help. Well, at retreat, what what are the levels of care you offer? Sure, retreat offers uh, medical detoxification. Uh, that is someone who is coming in and needs to be under the. Uh, supervision of medical professionals. And during that process, we have medical doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, all to assist with the medical detoxification, as well as 24 7, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week medical staff uh, for that safe detoxification from the substance or alcohol. Uh, following medical detoxification, we'll have a, a rehab uh, level of care. This is uh, heavy with the clinical needs and addressing um, those underlying issues that we spoke about earlier. Uh, early on in our um, detoxification, there's assessments. We'll then have uh, a set more assessments once we're entering into a space of clarity. Uh, and sometimes that space of clarity can begin to happen in that early uh, stages of that rehab level of care uh, where they'll meet with a primary therapist daily uh, clinical specialist daily, uh, and then psychologists as well. Uh, following inpatient res- uh, detoxification as far as in rehab, they will step down to uh, uh, partial hospital or a pr- hospitalization program. This program is in the community where uh, one can begin to implement the healthy skills that they have garnered here at retreat. Um, They will then go to therapy several times a a week, uh, typically uh, five days a week, and they'll meet with a therapist there. And they will continue any medical monitoring as well uh, for uh, for, uh, progression as it pertains to their mental health uh, and, and recovery. Following the partial hospitalization program is the IOP, Individualized Outpatient Program. This is a step down, three days a week. We are promoting through this model ongoing progression, and studies have shown that the longer one is in treatment, the better their chances at our recovery. So three times a week, an individual will meet with a therapist for group therapy. There'll also be individual therapy as part of that level of care. And following that will be general outpatient, which is one time a week. We certainly don't recommend general outpatient once uh, right away. We recommend the step-down level of care, and this is a one-time weekly uh, session with the therapist. Uh, again, uh, m- this, this session is a check-in, making sure that we are implementing the things that we talked about from the inpatient level of care and moving forward in a safe manner. Well, I, I, I always find it very valuable when someone in your field describes that whole uh, process you just talked about, because I think too many people still think that uh, the kinds of care you just described um, is sort of a one, one size fits all, and it's 28 days long, 
And when it's sure. over, uh, you know, Sandra Bullock, you know, goes off with the cute That's guy, right. she, the cute doctor. Do, do, are, are people who, are, are people finally getting their heads around the fact that the treatment for either mental health issues, standalone mental health issues, or in conjunction with substance abuse issues, is this process or is this an education for them? Do they have to come to an understanding that this is a process and not just a one shot? So overall, and, and I believe we are progressing in this way, and when I say we, we all as a community, uh, as part of this process, are, are learning of the understanding that this is not a one-stop shop where you come out squeaky and clean and everything goes back to fine. This must be an ongoing progress and process. And we do this through education. We do this through community events. Uh, that, that we are informing people of this process because that's how we minimize the stigma of giving people the information about what the process really looks like, giving the family different resources about what the process really looks like mm-hmm. um, because it is not a one-stop shop. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's interesting because um, the, the, fir- the first step of, of, of any journey uh, to get uh, whole and healthy begins with the realization that there's a problem. And uh, yeah. nobody is better at denying their problem than people who are actively abusing substances. But even in That's that, right. even in that most extreme con- uh, context, the the denial at some point gets overwhelmed by the reality of the situation, and people who are abusing substances finally go, "I got to get help." If you are not yeah. suffering from uh, substance abuse, but a but a uh, standalone uh, mental health issue. That process of delaying um, acknowledgement can be longer. Can sure. it? Is is that is that solely about the stigma attached to to mental health issues? No, I don't believe it's solely about the stigma. I believe it's a large part of it. Uh, however, uh, we understand that there is a. Uh, a certain level of ongoing uh, life uh, living that one needs to maintain. Things don't stop. Uh, Jobs, family, friends, uh, social activities, those things don't stop. However, um, what, what, when it does stop is unfortunately this disease uh, takes a life. Uh, So we, what we encourage everyone is to slow down, Listen to the people close to you, those loved ones, those coworkers, those friends that are acknowledging a difference in us because sometimes it is difficult for the individual to recognize that change that's needed. But that's why we, what we refer to as a support system, and that's part of our process, is identifying healthy supports around us that are going to help us to, to stay accountable. Um, so it's not solely the stigma. There, there are these other factors of which our treatment team can help an individual um, streamline to assist them in their recovery process. What we, what we talk about when we talk about behavioral health, that's the topic on Recovery Radio. We have more. Don't go away. Welcome back to Recovery Radio. Steve Bartorano, your host. We'll return to our guest in just a second. But a reminder that the the underwriter uh, and great partner of Recovery Radio has been for many, many years now, Retreat Behavioral Health. We want to remind you that they stand ready to not only support this program, but obviously help a lot of people. They have for many, many years. They continue to expand into other areas uh, that obviously need help as well. 
most recently in Southern Connecticut in New Haven. And we are always grateful for their support, obviously, but also for the for the uh, um, attitude they've had about the program, which which they understand is uh, certainly not purely an infomercial. They're not here to tell you they're the only people that can help you. We're, we're here on this program and they underwrite it to educate and inform people about the wide area of substance abuse, mental health issues, and the whole range of behavioral health. Here's what I want you to know. Here's a phone number you can call, and you'll get good information from the folks at Recovery Radio. 855-859-8810. Any questions you have about these issues, you'll get good answers from good people. 855-859-8808. Retreat Behavioral Health. From their Southern Connecticut branch, Executive Director Jarrell Goldman has been our guest talking about behavioral health and what goes on at a place like uh, Retreat. Uh, Jarrell, as I said at the beginning of the program, uh, you uh, guys have just launched a new place in New Haven. It's spectacular. As usual, um, Thank you. Uh, Retreat spares very little expense. They go in and, um, and really do these places up. Uh, for all practical purposes, they, they, look, they look brand new. Uh, it's not just about you know, opening a facility in a community that might need the help. There, there's a lot of uh, groundwork that has to be laid, and I know it's been going on for several years in Connecticut uh, through the efforts of, uh, of Peter Shore, who's the founder, and uh, and and, uh, and most of you guys have been involved in this launch. Tell us a little bit about uh, your involvement with the community and what their reaction has been to retreat now in Southern Connecticut. Retreat at South Connecticut, we are so fortunate to enter uh, into a community, a beautiful community, by the way, who has embraced uh, us as part of the community. And uh, not only embraced, I think ultimately the the outpouring of support as the community here that was uh, established prior to Retreat entering recognized a certain need for this type of service. Uh, and as a, a community, what Retreat is looking to do is come in to uh, learn about other facilities that do similar work, learn about other agencies that uh, we can all work together for the same cause, and that's treating people with um, this disease of substance use disorder. Uh, we are also looking to offer um, this as a safe place for people who just don't know where to go. Um, if, if we are able to help you, great. If not, we will have uh, our, our resources here certainly connect people uh, in the community with where they need to go. And that's re- regardless of what the behavior or what that mental health is we're looking for, uh, we're certainly equipped to do it here uh, for them. So um, these services are something that uh, we're looking to expand and get into schools and offer education and prevention services, certainly talk about the, uh, the terminology so that people fully understand what we're talking about. Um, the surrounding universities where uh, kids go all the time and they enroll into a university and what does that mean to uh, live a healthy lifestyle in the university so there's opportunities to talk with the uh, leadership at these different universities and uh, families so that they understand that we are here as a resource 
Um, we're looking to uh, continue to grow our relationships with uh, surrounding uh, churches and, and, and different levels or different institutions as it pertains to different denominations. Um, because what we know is this disease does not solely affect one denomination or one race, one culture. Our community is ultimately affected. So well, we want to touch all types of families, all types of individuals, and let them know that the service is available, as well as any way we can help their service, we're willing to do so. Well, I've certainly seen that process in action, both in, in, in Lancaster County and uh, it's a bit in Florida, but now in, uh, in uh, New Haven. And let's be let's be honest about this. I mean, any anybody could could predict that if you were a member of a community and you woke up one morning and saw the local news or read something in the local newspaper about the potential for someone establishing a mental health slash substance abuse treatment center, their immediate reaction is generally not oh great. Yeah. Tell tell us what, what about the efforts made. Not only by retreat, but by anybody that wanted to build a behavioral health facility in somebody's community, how you bring a community along so that they understand what this place is going to be and the kind of people that are going to be there. You guys have been working on this for a while, right? Yeah, so Mr. Shore, our founder and senior CEO, um, for for years now, five, six years, uh, he's been working with the community to educate them about uh, not just this place that's coming, but who we are. Um, efforts like bringing, uh, offering members of the community to come down to our different facilities and see what we have going on. Um, seeing pictures of something is one thing. Feeling it is a complete another thing. Um, we've also allowed or invite the community um, that may be listening to uh, this broadcast to come in and see our facilities at any site um, and understand more who we are, not necessarily what we do, um, but a team that is certainly has the vision uh, to, to, to help the lives of many. And we've seen the, the lives of many uh, affected in a positive way. Uh, with the focus on healing. So uh, we invite anyone to come out and see our facility, tour our facility, and talk more about the services that we have uh, here at Retreat. So, uh, in addition to, um, you know, community leaders, church leaders, business leaders, the the, the political structure in, in any place also has to be brought along yeah. with this. What what has been the reaction of both the political class and, in particular, how are the how are the uh, law enforcement uh, people uh, uh, view, viewing uh, a substance abuse or behavioral health facility in their neighborhood now? Are they uh, are they partners in this in a real sense? So retreat at South Connecticut and our other facilities as well. I don't want to minimize the impact on the, those communities or, and, and the support from those communities, but. Uh, however, the, the the outpouring of love and support from uh, all levels here in Connecticut has been uh, very beneficial. We've had the privilege of having Mayor Alliker come out to our uh, campus and be part of our open house, as well as his 
uh, support staff and team. Uh, we've also had local uh, officials come out and uh, tour the facility, speak with uh, the members of our team here, and uh, I, it has been refreshing to understand that our chief, our first responders, our, our police chiefs, our fire chiefs, um, different firemen, policemen, all willing to support because I think the reality of this um, disease in 2020 now is it's on everyone's radar and that's progress from where we were some time ago. Of course you could turn on the TV and see it but I we could I like to believe um, that it has become um, drastic in nature where it's devastating each and every one of us and we certainly have uh, felt the need here uh, and what better way to do it than partnering and connecting with uh, the, the different first responders that we've had so uh, for all of you that are listening and part of that process I'd like to say thank you and I look forward to continuing to build that relationship uh, as part of this community. Well, well if there's anything positive in their practically is not, that came out of the opioid epidemic. It is uh, the grudging acknowledgement that, we, that we're not going to be able to uh, arrest our way out of this or lock enough people up um, in order to get to the root causes of this. And uh, my experience, and I wonder about yours, the police are right there. They know it now. Uh, they still sure. have a law, obviously a law and order function, but they know that they you can't arrest yourself out of this problem. Sure. How big sure. a how big a problem so, is homelessness in a place like New Haven? Because that's another area that impacts very directly yeah. upon behavioral health. Is it a big problem in New Haven? It's a big problem, um, and it's a scary problem, right? So those are some of the behaviors when we talk about behavioral health. So our homeless population, those individuals. And remember, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters, um, they, they, they are connected to uh, friends and family who they are currently in a state of struggle, right? So understanding those are the underlying things, not having a place of safety and shelter is a, a completely uh, different thing. Um, but all of that contributes to one substance use. So our homeless populations, are, we're certainly going to do some community efforts to assist them uh, in this space and um, offer different food drives and participate and partner with others for a hot meal uh, on a cold day like today. That is certainly very important to us. So this is a big problem here in Connecticut, and uh, we look forward to working with others to address it. Yeah, and, and, and everywhere that homelessness is an issue, um, it, it is. It, 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 we're all in this together, so it's uh, perfectly understandable how a facility moving into a new area would have to partner up with everybody so that that is yeah. made abundantly clear. Uh, Jarrell Gallman uh, continues with us uh, talking about behavioral health. We have more with Jarrell straight ahead. This is Recovery Radio. Don't go away. back on Recovery Radio. Our guest has been Jarrell Gallman. Jarrell has just been uh, appointed Executive Director of Retreats Behavioral Health Facility, brand new to Southern Connecticut. It is in New Haven, Connecticut. He's uh, taken us through the whole, you know, sort of a macro look at what we mean when we talk about behavioral health, which of course uh, is the relationship between the way we act, the way we behave, the things we do, the food we eat, 
um, and our, our, our physical health, uh, chronic illnesses, mental health issues, uh, and or substance abuse issues as well. And we thank him for his expertise in that field. Uh, let's, let's sort of, we know this, uh, this is a, a big topic, a big issue. There's a, a lot of work yet to be done, but at least uh, people like Retreat are now identifying um, the scope of the problem and offering a, a lot of services to get a handle on this. But let's begin at sort of, a, if we can, in the concluding segment here, just a sort of, you know, ABCs of this. Someone's sitting around, they're either anxious, they've been depressed, or they've got eating disorders, or they're abusing substances. How does this process begin for them? Can you take us through uh, how that might work for somebody? Sure, sure. So foremost, I'll just say um, it's in those moments where someone is considering help. That is our window here. This is a matter of life and death. So if you are listening or family members listening and we need help, I'm encouraging you at this moment to call, ask questions, uh, uh, go to a facility, see a facility. This is our window of time um, that we have regarding uh, getting help, promoting uh, wellness and living a healthy lifestyle. So if you're if you're considering uh, to enter treatment or want to know more, we have a staff that is available 24 hours a day uh, via telephone. Um, and, and we gave that number earlier. We'll give it again, mm-hmm. uh, where they are uh, willing to assist you in uh, answering any questions and getting to a place uh, where you can uh, begin to live a healthy lifestyle uh, part of your journey. We're willing to ask any questions, et cetera. So once that is completed, our, our staff will have a, a driver come out and get you. We will come pick up. Um, again, because we recognize this window of time is very small, uh, and, and they're trained and certified um, uh, for the medical response that may be uh, needed during times of uh, have, he- heavy intoxication. Um, once they're at the facility, we'll have a staff welcome with warm, open hands, um, get you acclimated to our, our site. Um, help you understand and learn, uh, ask those questions that we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to help you with that. Well, uh, through the course. Uh, yep. Uh, what, what about the person who is not at that uh, critical moment, at that hopeless, yeah. there's nothing left to do, but yeah. what if someone is, is uh, wondering whether or not they need any level of, of care? Something's wrong, they know that, um, they're not happy. Maybe they they can see their performance at work slipping, or their relationships being damaged. But they're not quite not quite sure what's going on, or can't put their finger on it. Is a place? Are you guys prepared to have them? I mean, call and say, I need to just talk to somebody to find out what's going on. Are you, are you guys in that business? Absolutely, without a doubt. And um, really, what we know is. If we're asking that question, do I need help? We probably need help, right? Um, we're already considering it, but it's scary. It could be scary, and that's okay. That's why we want to begin those conversations over the phone, and we have people available 24 hours a day, and they're answering those questions. They're providing resources. I also say um, some of the individuals of which you may speak with they have gone through the recovery process as well. So this is firsthand knowledge of someone um, who has changed their life around and doing well, um, where they can offer that support as well. Um, so 
that's important that we're able to connect with a wide range of people, um, and we're prepared to do so. And meet them where they are at the moment they're calling you. Uh, that's correct. How, uh, how frequently do you hear from family members who call and go, I don't know what to do? Um, can you advise us on, 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 on how we should proceed? Do you hear from families a lot? You know, thank you for that question, Steve. And I would be remiss if I didn't speak to the families. Um, I want you to know you are not alone. Uh, you are very important. This is a family disease. It affects not just the individual, um, but it affects the family. So uh, we do hear from families as well with the same questions. Uh, we invite families to come in as well and see where your loved one is going to be residing for a period of time. We invite families to ask questions. We, we have email and phone available um, to continue those lines of communications as well. And we'll also have support groups through the family for, throughout the process where um, the family can promote their sense of healing. So um, uh, to the families that may be listening, uh, those that are affected, uh, or know someone of need, we encourage you to call and ask these questions uh, early on. Um, it's never too late. Uh, Gerald Gom, thank, uh, thanks so much. It's always uh, good to have you on because uh, you're, you, are, you are clear and obviously dedicated, and uh, we get a lot of information from you. Um, I, I know you're going to be uh, a success in your, in your new position as executive director, and uh, we applaud Retreat Behavioral Health for uh, we're getting to the southern Connecticut area with the new facility. Gerald Goldman, thanks so much for joining us on Recovery Radio. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Take care. Okay, take care. The Recovery Radio uh, brought to you by, as I said, Behavioral Health. Don't forget the phone number, 855-859-8801. Somebody there that can answer questions for you. 855-859-8808. See you next time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.